What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing good. Um, what day? Wednesday. Um, I actually just rested today. Um, I don't know. I just my body's just it's not good. Um, if it's not the adductor, it's the muscle in my shin. Um, and then I I just don't feel like running, which is why I think because I'm not feeling good or because there I know there's something not quite right then. I don't want to run because I know that I, first of all, I know that because I'm frustrated right now, then I'm not, I'm not running properly. You know, I'm going out the door and I'm either running too fast or I'm just not, my, my mind and my body just aren't in sync right now. Um, so I just rested today. Um, otherwise I'm just forcing it, you know, like I want, I want every day to be some form of, test whether it's like I'm going to run in zone one today and see how fast I can run in zone one heart rate like 140 to 150 and um or like you know yesterday I ran 30 minutes in zone one and 20 minutes in zone two and you know that should be should be really easy for me and really comfortable but you know my heart rate's only 158 159 and Bear in mind, I can average 170 on the day of like London Marathon and the whole marathon. And, you know, I'm running at 158, 159, thinking like, am I getting tired? Like, what is this? Um, so we got a few. I'm still waiting for vitamin D to come back. That's the only part of the blood test that hasn't came back yet. But the blood test came in. Um, I got some of the results yesterday, which kind of was good because... There wasn't um there wasn't any red flags yesterday. It was the white blood cells were good. Um can't really there was another couple of things that we were sort of curious to look at, but um the second lot of bloods came in today. Um hemoglobin's down quite a bit. Um anyone that doesn't hemoglobin is if if somebody takes EPO and cheats, um EPO helps the body build more red blood cells, something like that. Um, so the reason people take EPO is to generate more red blood cells. Um, so basically, that's I think that's kind of sums up cheating. Um, now my hemo or my red blood cells now I think we've sort of seen like two tests in a row. They've kind of like last August they were pretty good. Um, now um, December they had came down a little bit. And now they've went down again. Um, also, a thing called bilibrin. Um, it's been it's been high before. It's from what I've read, I understand that it helps the body um, process or get rid of dead red blood cells. Um, so I would imagine if you're training at altitude and um, your red blood cell count is going to go up and down, etc., etc. Um, it would be common for bilibrin to be high, um, but it's kind of been, I think it's been double what it's supposed to be two times in a row now, or maybe three times in a row. So it's the kind of, sorry, in September last year it was double, um, in December it was fine, and now it's double again. Um, my the the third anomaly is my glucose was very low. Um so glucose is just I guess 
energy um, you eat and your body turns whatever you eat into glucose, I believe. Um, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Um, if your body's not processing energy well, I would imagine you don't end up with very much glucose in your system. Maybe that's the most basic way that I kind of understand it. Um, so, yeah, so um, I think on a on a slight positive, like I gotta say, like it 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 took a bit of stress off. Um, just a second. Sorry, I was taking my hat off. Um, yeah, as a as a slight positive, um, it look. I'm not saying I. I'd be lying if I said I didn't want there to be something wrong with my bloods because like it's almost like I kind of needed there to be something wrong with my bloods because I just could not understand like what was happening because I, I've known for I don't know how long now I've been speaking negatively about running and not wanting to race and not really it's not that I'm not enjoying running. That's I'll, I'll always enjoy running. Like, you know, I even loved yesterday and Monday going out for little runs and stuff. But, you know, I've been struggling to understand, like, why usually I race a marathon. And actually, often it's not the marathon is my best result. Often six or eight weeks later, I run a really, really good 10K. And that's usually the result I'm most proud of. Um. And I just couldn't understand why after Houston, like, you know, things like didn't go the way it usually does. And it doesn't always have to, but it's not like, believe me, I'm not trying to like sound like a spoiled kid or anything like that. Like, I just know my application to training and my, my dedication, like it actually was really good for like the last like, fair enough, I wasn't totally on top of little bits of rehab and things like that. But, like, you know, I went four months without drinking alcohol. I was fucking in bed at nine o'clock every night. I was normatecking. I was Epsom bathing. I was, you know, running 90 to 95 mile a week at 7,000 feet altitude. Like, you know, I, I didn't, I'm going to say I didn't deserve to be the fitness that I am right now. Like, I deserve better. Um. I, I know I would really struggle to race right now. Maybe like, I mean, I might be two to three minutes off my best for 10K, which is, that's a long way. Um, and that's that tells you there's something not quite right. So honestly, if, if, if my bloods came back perfect, it would have been very confusing for me. But now that we have three tests, actually I have more, but let's, let's talk about the most recent three, September, December, um then recently here in April and um, end of April there look I I thought there was something wrong last September um I didn't really I might not have voiced it I might not have told anybody but how I performed at the Europeans did not reflect the amount of effort that I had put in um and the the, the blood test that I got taken after the European champs to check up on everything Again, the glucose was low. Um, my bilibrin or whatever it is, bilibrin, it was really high, almost double. I think it was like 48 was the figure. Um, you know, but I'm, I, I have all the same symptoms right now. Um, you know, the night of the 10K final, 
when I when I was training up in St. Moritz last like it was pretty much end of July, start of August. Um look I was I was going really good. I went to Morton Games, um felt good. I went to the National Champs ten K and you know, felt absolutely terrific. I ran I think two six for the last eight hundred, which is sixty three per lap. And it's not like Mick and it's not like those guys hadn't already been taking it to me for 22 laps you know these guys were these guys were trying to hurt me um and we ended up running like or i did like 29 20 and those guys were like 29 maybe 40 or something like that um like it, it was it wasn't easy um kevin munsell and um mick Clahesse. um and you know kevin had ran 13.55 maybe for 5k at morton games like he was fit but i felt brilliant and then it's like what something between the between the national champs and the European champs, you know, it just it's as if things just slumped, you know. I didn't really understand it, but it's like I remember like my my I remember telling people like you think you think something happened in St. Moritz that all of a sudden like I was like struggling to like struggling to do tempo stuff, struggling to do some of the track stuff that literally like a week before had felt so so easy to me um and then i get to the european champs and you know five laps in i'm absolutely knackered and it was just confusing for me so two weeks after european champs or a week after european champs when you do the blood test and you're told that you've got low glucose low like energy reserves or whatever or your body's not i didn't think a lot about it then but now that this has happened twice in a row and believe it or not both times I've ended up with like an adductorish injury at the same time and I don't I don't I don't think um the adductor issue could be something else like like I think when I'm tired I like tense my groins up in my sleep because it's happened on both sides and I almost feel like it's linked like the adductor issue is not what's causing like low glucose or high bilirubin that's pretty fucking obvious um but you might find that when fatigue or low glucose or things like this creeps in maybe without me even realizing it in my sleep i'm like because i i often wake up in the middle of the night and i've been like clinching my groins like really tightly like like pulling them in together like with a pillow or whatever and i have a funny feeling it's all sort of connected or when you've got like a bit of fatigue and low energy well then maybe muscles just don't recover as well which is a really obvious statement but also little injuries that you have at the time don't recover as quickly either you know your body's fighting whatever it's already fighting it's doing its best to not be tired it's doing its best to i don't know give my body glucose are we going to call it um but the glucose was really low um the only other time I've seen it that low was last September after the European champs and five laps into the 10k final, I felt fucked. Um, and, and I did, I didn't, I don't think I made excuses at the time. Like I seen it as a learning curve. Um, if, if it was something to do with my bloods and my glucose, that's not an excuse. That's, that's a learning curve. You know, if I, if I was like into my fourth year as a professional, I probably would have already learned all this shit. So I don't know what is causing my glucose to be low. I think it was like two point, 
I think the scale is four to eight, and it was like two point six or and two point eight maybe. Um, so it's not like it's not like earth shatteringly low, but like you know, I got tested that Tuesday morning. I knew I was doing a fitness test that Tuesday morning, so I had had like. I had had a smoothie for breakfast um, and a bottle of Lucozade Sport um, and a cup. I think I actually had a energy gel before I left the house, um, like a Morten energy gel. So I should have been, like my glucose shouldn't have been that low. Um, and I remember when I used to do altitude, I used to do like altitude lab runs, like lab protocol stuff at St. Mary's University. And there was a couple of times that the physiologists were like tempted to like pull me off the treadmill because like my glucose was was pretty low um and then it sort of got a bit better as the sort of test went on but you know there could be something to that um i'm i'm sure there's something to it i'm sure if you look at my last couple of years um there's been you know, sometimes there's these big improvements like Houston Half Marathon, um, big improvement. And then I didn't do shit for three months, four months until London. And then obviously London went well. And then Portland 10K went really well six weeks later. But after Portland 10K, which was June, I didn't really produce any other kind of breakthrough until Houston Marathon, which I don't know that Houston Marathon was a breakthrough. I feel like Houston Marathon was very similar to London and very similar to Portland 10K, 2836, and very similar to Houston Half, 6316. So this whole time, training has, we've tried to make it better, but it hasn't really got better. So I, I don't know if this is a a nutrition thing. Um Maybe it's more serious than that. You know, if you start Googling low glucose, it doesn't read very well, like diabetes, hypoglycemic, all things like this. I don't know that it's anything like that. Like, I know I'll sit down with the Sinai doctor and um, I I have quite a lot of really good contacts in the running world um, via different avenues. Like my coach, Stephen Haas, has people that he can talk to. Um I, as you guys know, I'll speak to Alan's story, and I know Alan has a lot of experience um, with different athletes and looking over blood tests, and um, I'm sure he's, I'm sure somebody will have had low glucose before, and Alan will have experience of what they tried and perhaps what worked and what didn't work. Um, but it's all learning. Like um, this is part of the sport, you know. Like the reason I feel in 2016 to make the Olympics was because I had never trained for a marathon before, nor had I ever raced a marathon before. Um, now that I've trained for loads of them and now that I've raced a few of them, um, I call loads four or five. Um, but anyway, now I'm pretty, pretty fucking good at it. Um, this is a new, is a new thing to me, which is why it's causing me so much stress. Um, don't love um don't love my body feeling fatigued don't love um training and not seeing improvements um just staying the same every week or or bloody getting worse um which is <laughs> you know which is happening um so yeah look maybe um maybe things get a bit better from here maybe that's a bit of an answer 
Um, hopefully I get some advice from the doctors and they maybe tell me how to sort the um, little issues out that's going on. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I mean, it's nice to have an answer, um, of sorts, you know, it's not, it's not fully being explained or, um, but I would, I would guess, yeah, it's, it's, there's just a lack of energy there. There's a, which leads to lack of motivation, which leads to general fatigue and tiredness, which leads to recovery, not going very well. Um, but anyway, enough of that. Um, I'm taking the next 10 days off, um, completely. So I'm just going to rest. Um, a couple of reasons, you know, this low glucose thing, um, the, the red blood cells coming down again, that can just be a sign of fatigue overtraining at altitude. Um, in two years, in fact, in the first year of my comeback, I lost 16 kilograms. I went from 83 kilograms to 67. Um, you know, for Portland 10k last year and for the European champs, I was very aggressive with my weight loss. Um, you know, I, I called it salad season in St. Moritz, but for about a month, all I ate was like salad for dinner. And I mean, there, I really glorify that. There was still some pasta shells every night. Like I think, I think every night there was still a little bit of pasta shells or every other night and there was avocado and there was salmon and like, it was a fucking really expensive salad that I would make myself like chicken, fresh chicken or avocado and salmon and, um, feta cheese. And it, it was absolutely delicious. Um, I would still have carbs for lunch and stuff, but maybe, maybe in all of this, you know, I don't know. I just, I just think my body's a beast and I just think it can lose 16 kilograms and there's no consequences. Um, but you know, maybe there is consequences and, Amongst all of that, I've been spending longer and longer at 7,000 feet. And so, you know, maybe sometimes there's a cost. I don't know. Um, but maybe this is it. Maybe this is my body kind of just saying, all right, I've been good to you for two years. And maybe now you need to be good to me for, you know, maybe the next two months. You're just training at 70, 80%. You're running 60 to 70 mile a week, really simple stuff. And you're just getting back to the basics before you would start another harder and I've, I've never gone past a year in the sport guys I fuck I bet there's people listening that are veterans of the sport and, and are going to go yep that was me yep that was me five years ago and you know I've never done more than a year so I don't know I just thought it was always an upward curve that's how it's been for the last two years for me um but this is this is all good um so Next 10 days, um, I, I probably told you guys before I came home that I had contacted a company at home called HydroEase. Um, it's a, I remember I told you guys about the Epsom baths, but it's basically a, a place where instead of it being like, like the Epsom baths we would put in a bathtub, it's, a, I think it's a, it's something like 20 kilos or it's, it's a lot, it's like 20 kilograms worth or maybe way more than that of like Epsom salt, Epsom salt in what's called like a float pod. And you just float for, <coughs> I think an hour. Um, but the purpose, the purpose is that apparently 80% of our brain's function is used up by handling gravity or standing upright or whatever, holding yourself, bracing yourself. So the idea of floating, and because there's so much Epsom and salt water, like the Dead Sea, you do float. So 
naturally your body just gets a chance to really relax and really basically it supposedly fucking speeds up recovery by like i don't know let's say a thousand percent which would be awesome but i had looked into it because i was thinking of coming home and and training hard and you know i thought if i if i first of all i thought you know i could do one of these a week and i think it would be it would make belfast awesome because in belfast i do my epsom floats and you know i recover a little bit better than i would anywhere else in the world um I'm sure they have them other places, but I just happened to see that Belfast had it and thought that was awesome. Um, anyway, obviously now it's the it's changed a little bit. Now I'm going to go tomorrow and test it out, um, and then I'm, I'm planning to do three in the next ten days that I'm resting. I'm going to do three of these one hour sessions, and I think it's going to kill two birds with one stone. Um, I think it's going to help my mind relax and settle down for at least the hour that I'm in there, and hopefully I come out feeling pretty relaxed and okay about the fact that I'm not running and okay about the fact that things aren't awesome right now. Um, and also for one hour of my life, then, you know, maybe my body gets to totally dedicate itself to like, I don't know, maybe fixing little things that aren't quite right. The adductor, the shin. Um, so yeah, look, anyone who feel free to message me about this. Um, I, I, I spoke to the lady on the phone today and she was telling me, all sorts of things like you know that I mean she explains it way better than I ever could but it was like that when your brain can switch off it focuses on it's better for reducing inflammation it's better for like the body processing dead cells and it, it she I know they're doing studies at the minute at Ulster University and the initial feedback is that it's far better for recovery athletes that use it as a recovery technique are way better and she says there's also also rugby players and boxers and i just don't really think running i seen a guy called matt lano in the states in america using it um, in a place called sedona which is really close to me in flagstaff but it's about a one-hour drive so you know i think a one-hour drive almost like defeats the purpose it's a two-hour round trip to do a one-hour float um Whereas the one in Belfast seems really um, convenient to me. And so, yeah, I'm going to go down there and try it out. And um, I, I, I think it'd be great. Obviously, I haven't done it yet. So, so yeah, I'm, if, you're, if you're curious, Google it, HydroEase. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a really cool idea. I think, I think with running, if I was based at home more, I would probably go once a week. But that's because I'm full-time and, like, in open quotations professional and all this sort of crap um but i think once a week would be really useful if i could go every monday for example and and know that that's another full week's training done okay relax in this epsom float bath not only am i recovering but i'm coming out of it and sort of getting excited for the next week of training or whatever or open-minded to the next week of training i i don't really know i should probably do yoga too because it like kills two birds with one stone it's kind of like a psychological release as well as like a stretching and flexibility release type thing. Um, but yeah, no, um, HydroEase, um, I think it looks pretty good. I think they do a couple of deals. I looked on the website, so um, I'll figure it out tomorrow. Um, but definitely, I mean, even even for people that, I don't know, if training's the kind of thing that can stress you out and you find it stressing you out, maybe you don't need to like do it once a month but or once a week or whatever, but you know, if you just find yourself if running's just getting a bit much, which sometimes it does, um, I think it's the kind of thing that could, might just, I don't know, 
you probably come out of it thinking, I have no idea what the fuck I was stressing for because it's only running, which is cool. But then it's like it's also a hobby and it's something that we love. But at the same time, I think sometimes it's nice to just take a wee, this, I would say a step back, but this literally takes you off your feet and you just float, supposedly. And I'm sure they play nice music and you just, for an hour of your life, no phone, no nothing. Don't even have to hold yourself upright. It does it all for you. I, I think it could be really nice. And then the magnesium and salt and Epsom and all the rest of it in the water is also just like really good for recovery too. So um, I'm going to try that out tomorrow. Um, and I'll certainly let everybody know how it goes. Um, I think I'm quite honest with my reviews about things. So um, there's no like, I don't know, there's no, I don't get commission for anybody that goes in and uses it. So I can be as brutally honest as I want. And I think I like that. You know, I, I get really, I don't, I get really put off things when I see like, when I did the food thing um, and I was eating the meals, I, I was getting discount on these meals in Belfast. And, you know, if somebody used Skull 10 discount code, they got a, they got a 10% discount too. And like, again, I obviously didn't get commission at the time, but I know, I know there's, schemes in the world where like people would you know like a some pyramid scheme type thing but i i just think it puts people off i i genuinely i think there is products in the world that um i would absolutely recommend to people i don't quite know what they are right off the top of my head but like i would be happy to recommend certain things to people but i would also be quite happy to tell people that certain things are a load of shit so yeah we shall see i'm i'm really excited i think this i love epsom baths I'm super stressed at the minute. My body needs recovery. Like if I had just done a marathon, then this would be the fucking thing for me. I could just, I, my hamstrings after Houston marathon, I could just imagine lying on my back for an hour and just letting them settle and relax and rest and recover. It would have been great. Um, but sadly, I didn't even know it existed back then. And it does sound a lot nicer than like an ice bath. An ice bath is horrible sounding. Um, but yeah, let's see. Maybe, maybe. If over the next 10 days it helps me recover by 5% more than I otherwise would have, you know, so what? That's that's 5% more than I can ask for. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, so, yeah, that'll be cool. But, yeah, look, I'll, I'll when my vitamin D comes in, I'm sure you guys will be the first to know, I'll tell you, on the podcast. Um, still waiting on that. Um, and then I think when that comes in, then I'll actually have a proper sit-down with the sports doctor at the Institute and, and just – start to kind of see where things are going and start to have a chat and and see what we can do and see what he recommends training side of things if i should take it easy or um alan alan told me that he you know based on people being a bit fatigued before and he would recommend just not letting the heart rate go above like 140 145 um but i mean i'm not going against what alan said but i think because i also have the groin issue and the shin issue like my the muscle on the front of my shin i i just think rest is the best thing for me um what i don't want is in 10 days time to find myself feeling better feeling motivated feeling excited to run glucose is higher whatever maybe it's a quick fix maybe maybe it's not um and then my shin still be bothering me and my groin still be bothering me so that's just going to raise the stress levels again because I can't actually crack on yet because of my shin or my groin. So I think the best thing to do is to just fucking stop and let my beautiful, fragile body that it is right now just 
settle down and um, recover a little bit. Um, I've got my vitamins. I bought some multivitamins. Um, the magnesium spray again, which I told you guys about, cod liver oil, zinc and magnesium. So I've got my vitamins over there. So I'm going to go take some vitamins. Um, and yeah, where, where in the world is the drug cheats when I need them? I bet there's something that they just take right now that fixes them in about 30 seconds. Here, just, it just, in, just, I'd probably be sitting right now with a drip on. If I was a cheat and I would just have it hooked up to the ceiling and I'd wake up tomorrow feeling fantastic. But, you know, this is what makes running really tough because you're you're human and we're all human. And, you know, sometimes I maybe maybe I'm lucky to have access to the bloods and, you know, maybe I'm lucky that I'm, I don't have work and I don't have other stresses. So if I'm not performing well, like we know it's running. We know it's running is causing it because there's nothing else bloody happening in my life that could be causing it. So this is where maybe other people, you know, if you're going through a rough patch, you're not sure if it's running because it could be life stress. It could be work stress. It could be maybe I'm pretty lucky in this scenario. But on a positive note, I bought a new car today. Um, I bought myself a car. My dad said he, he sent me cars and then he told me that he thought I was a bit down so that it, maybe it'd be a good idea to treat myself. So Treating myself with some of my earnings from running, which is really nice. Um, bought myself a nice vehicle. It's not a flashy vehicle. It's just a Mini Cooper. And then my mum did say I thought that was like a girl's car. But actually, my mum is the one who benefits the most out of the car because in three weeks' time, I go to Belgium for like a month, and then I'll probably go back to Flagstaff. So my mum's probably the person that's going to own the car, basically. But I thought it was better to buy that with my money than waste it on other such things like crap i just waste money on nonsense um so yeah I'm, I'm i'm pretty happy about that pretty excited about that um but that's all yeah i i did um i play this game called clash of clans and when i was buying the car i missed my war battle in clash of clans which i wasn't too happy about but you know i'll get over it but anyway everybody look um genuinely really love that you guys listen and i i don't know that it's been super productive recently um but yeah, this is the struggles and, you know, talk about like dealing with adversity and, and all that kind of shit. Like it just doesn't fuck me up. Like I don't care. My body's going to come good. I know it. It'll, it'll just take a t- bit of time. Like it might take a week. It could take a month, but it's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. And I'll, I'll do everything I can to sort of get myself back on track and, and, and then I'll build for world champs. It's that simple. Um, but. I can already tell that the podcast after World Champs is going to be fucking brilliant because I'm going to remember back to all this shit and I'm going to think, look, look what we came through. We couldn't, we came through a time where I couldn't bloody do a K on the track in three minutes and probably by the end of the World Champs build up, I'll be doing two 10Ks in the same day at 30 minutes. So, you know, that's, that's the way it goes, but you need your body to play ball with you. So I've always said it, you know, if your body's good to you, you have to be good to it. Um, All right, guys, thanks for listening. Take care now. Bye-bye.